Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Wednesday, the 14th of December. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by Joshua Barry. How are we getting on, Joshua? Good. Cold Derek this morning. I know we're repeating this, but I think minus eight where I am this morning. So, I know. Brittle. Heating's been on since I got up. Yeah, yeah, we'll deal with the bills at a later date, I think. Um, the, the, yeah, the same down here in, in Warrington. I'm just actually checking the temperature as we speak. That's how you know it's live, folks. Uh, minus five uh, for me, so uh, tropical down here. Get the, get the sun loungers out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been the coldest week that I can remember in a long time, Derek. But anyway, hopefully it doesn't call for the football on, uh, on Thursday night. Well, tomorrow is not long, is it? Yeah, cannot wait for that. Um, yeah, the... The break is nearing an end. Of course, we had Bayer Leverkusen at the weekend for a little taste, but it'll be great to get Rangers back in a competitive sense tomorrow night. Um, right, let's get to it, uh, folks. Um, before we do that, you can see a little ticker below. Just two months' worth of content on the Rangers Review site for just a pound. It's our Christmas offer. Uh, lots of you taking advantage of it. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And as you can see, the little... Uh, signage on your screen as well you can subscribe to our youtube channel for free uh over ten thousand subscribers now we surpassed that uh, the other week or so ago um so thank you very much for your support it is greatly appreciated some temperatures coming in in the comments that i'll get to a few of them minus 10 in erskine says uh, wow that's mclean holy moly uh ian campbell says a uh, minus nine in inverness uh, caroline just says it's still freezing here in kilmarnock I think it's always every time I've been to Kilmarnock, it's been it's been absolutely freezing. Uh, Stephen Gillespie says, uh, "Morning trips, wrong side of Baltic in Falkirk." Um, and CGM fifty five says, "Minus eight, surprise, Josh's hair gel isn't frozen solid." <laughs> this guy is this guy is definitely bald if he's if he's commenting on hair gel. But uh, no, it's not. I've actually not got any in my hair. It's just a mess, CGM. But um, yeah. there we have it. There probably will be when I go out today for the press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's later on. I see a question did come in about what time that uh, press conference is on at from Alan. Uh, I believe it's just after one yeah, uh, over, at the, yeah, over at the training ground. Uh, uh, Josh is going for us. We'll speak to uh, Michael Beale, of course, and a player as well. And all the reaction uh, from that you'll see on the Rangers Review site and on our social media channels as well. Quite excited about this uh, press conference taking place, Joshua, because... Uh, of course, we have spoken to the new manager, but uh, his first competitive fixture, and he's certainly someone that you, you, you're happy listening to. He's, he's got a lot to say with regards to football, and I think it could be quite interesting today. Well, um, I think it was a Tillman answer at the weekend uh, yeah. when, when he was speaking about... Um, <clears throat> he was asked two questions about Tillman uh, at the game after the weekend, and within that, <laughs> within that five, um, just getting back yeah. slightly receding uh, like me but still plenty there thanks glad we cleared that up right carry on Joshua um, sorry the, the, within that there were so many headlines I think we've discussed this you know Tillman being compared to Balak uh, which is you know no pressure uh, Tillman be explaining maybe why he's not had the best start of the season um, saying you definitely sign him so he just has lines and lines and lines but he, he really has it's a point that we've kind of reaffirmed against Eric over the first few weeks Bill needs to obviously go and back this up but again this isn't a, a coach or a backroom staff member who um, 
you know, it's, it's never really done press conferences and, and as a result, he's struggled to find his voice. I think he's been, he's kind of thrived on that. Um, he speaks a lot about, relate, you know, relationships in relation to, to coaching and getting the best out of players so he knows how to, to use press conferences and use interviews. And, and so far, I think he's done that because he's been able to talk about the style that he thinks fans uh, want. Yeah. He, there's been a real intentional emphasis on on building up players who obviously their, their confidence in particular someone like Kent was a bit looked a bit shattered by the end of Van Bronckhorst's um, era. So yeah, looking forward to it. But the real thing starts tomorrow, Derek. For all the positives um, from what Beal's saying, and and even from the, the friendly, which although we can't read much into the result, uh, was certainly looked improved from a Rangers point of view. You need to go and beat, beat Hibs, and then. You've also got the trip to Aberdeen, which I was forgetting about in between the trip to Ross County. So uh, it's not an easy start, put it that way. Yeah, uh, and Colin Cooper gets in touch and says, hey, we'll find out about Goldson today. Uh, yeah. I think everyone is, is hoping that Connor Goldson will be uh, available for uh, tomorrow night. That's uh, ahead of schedule. That was one of the, the big takeaways from his press conference at the weekend, Joshua Washington, <laughs> with the fact that he said that he's going to have four options, hopefully, in central defence. Um, that certainly bodes well because Rangers have missed Connor Goldson massively for me. Um, I know he has his critics out there. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think he's, he's the glue for that Rangers defence that, that holds it together. And I think if they can get him back even if it's just off the bench or whatever or, or tomorrow night, I think it's a it's, it's a welcome boost. Oh, definitely. Well, when I was asked, I was asked by a good friend of the show, Stevie Clifford, uh, or part of the show, Stevie Clifford, and he, um, I think everyone was taken aback when go uh, when the uh, Beal sorry said Connor, um, yeah. and everyone was, is there another Connor that's injured? <laughs> uh, because obviously it was meant to be, I think, the, the new year. Um, there did yeah. seem to be, if you remember, when the injury was initially announced. I think Van Bronckhorst thought it was going to be longer and then January seemed to be a bit more of a, a more promising time frame. Um, whether he actually has four options, because if, uh, again, we don't know where Davies has been at uh, injury-wise, but he wasn't obviously in the squad at, at the weekend. I'd, I'd be surprised if he goes and plays Goldson right away. That said, Goldson uh, is quite unique in the fact that he does play largely every game, probably one of the fittest and yeah, and most most more robust members of, of that squad. Um, King King and Sands isn't a, a centre back partnership. I think I, I think it would um, worry a few people going back into the first game of the season purely because they're not very experienced. I think the only game they've played together was that Champions League defeat against Ajax. I could be wrong, um, but you know King so far is still only eighteen. He's had a few difficult games, but I, I think he's kind of bounced back relatively well. Um, Sands playing out position, Beal said uh, at centre half at the weekend. We know we know the conversation about him, the strengths he can bring, perhaps the slight weaknesses he has uh, in his game as well. It'll be interesting to see what type of player Beal makes out of him. But if you could get Goldson back in there quickly, especially Derek before those those trips up to him. Um, Ross County and Aberdeen, particularly because of his aerial, aerial ability, both yeah. uh, defending and attacking set pieces, which Rangers have really missed, I think. Yeah, Ross gets in touch. A good comment here. Uh, morning, Ross. Uh, I generally argue uh, Conor Goldson is our most important player. He gets way more criticism than he should. His consistency up until his injury was remarkable. Um, yeah, listen, if, if, if he features at any point on Thursday night, I think it'll be a, a welcome boost for Rangers. Um, lots of comments coming in. That's an interesting one. Um, Malky gets in touch. He says, hey, will the game be cancelled with this weather? Listen, it is freezing, but Rangers do have top quality under soil heating uh, at the at the ground. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine it'll be called off. The only 
a thing that, that would possibly deem it uh, unplayable would be possibly uh, conditions underfoot outside the stadium if, if it's dangerous for uh, supporters to attend. But I can't see it being called off uh, at this point, but we will keep keep an eye on things. And of course, the, the temperature, the, the, the dipping temperature uh, at the moment. And Ian Muir just rubs it in here, Joshua. He says, sorry, guys, 28 degrees in Sydney. Wow. Uh, we don't need comments like that, Ian. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, Ian. That's all I say. Enjoy. I yeah. actually quite. I don't mind the cold normally, but when it's this cold, it is yeah. actually not fun. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Enjoy, Ian. But I'm jealous. Yeah. Colin Cooper says, uh, "Need above soil heating, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. Get heaters in, <laughs> in, in and around the ground, especially the press. The press area would, oh. would, would, would be tasty. Did the Bolton game last night? I, I, I had to uh, bring out the heater for the first time this season." which was a godsend. But um, yeah, listen, it's uh, mighty chilly out there. Make sure you wrap up warm, folks, uh, if you're heading to the game tomorrow night. Right, um, I also wanted to talk on to talk about some uh, bits of news, uh, Josh, yeah. that was making the headlines. Firstly, yesterday, and congratulations from everyone at the Rangers Review to Dr. Stephen Davis. Uh, he was awarded an honorary doctorate from the Queen's University in Belfast for his services to sport in his homeland. Uh, fantastic uh, achievement that we now refer to him as, as Dr. Joshua. Yeah, and who could not like Stephen Davis, love Stephen yeah. Davis? I mean, um, I thought it was a really nice photo of him. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Stephen top Davis, class, isn't he? Yeah, Stephen Davis deserves a doctorate, and I don't even know what it was for, Derek. Um, but still kicking the ball. I actually thought he, he, he looked pretty sharp when he came on at the weekend. It'd be interesting to see uh, if Beal reinstates him. I, I kind of think he'll be, he won't be a first team uh, pick all the time purely because of his age. But yeah, what a career. When he retires, I think there'll be um, a lot of uh, tributes and, and justifiably so. Yeah, it'd be interesting if he's put up for the press today. Uh, I, I hope you address him as doctor. Um, doctor. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's We're doctor. Yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, congratulations to Stephen Davis. And uh, listen, Kenny McLean is a name that's not going to go away, Joshua. Uh, he, wow. He's uh, given an interview to a Norwich City podcast. Uh, he was speaking about Rangers. Uh, I'll just read you a snippet of what he said on there. Um, talking about his future, he said, I think long term it will be back home in Glasgow. Um, and talk, talking about whether he'd be signing for Rangers, he says, I get asked that so much, honestly. No, not really. Uh, when asked about the prospect of signing a pre-contract, there's always talk, he says, but there's never been anything in front of me saying, there you go, pulling on my heartstrings. In the past, there has been more than just paper talk. It's never materialised into anything. Would I love it one day? Of course, if you're brought up and that's who you support, then of course I would. My family would be over the moon. Would you be over the moon? Uh, for just that's to say, a- I think I've asked you this before. That's a come and get me plea if there ever was yeah. one, there, wasn't it? <laughs> well, just for anyone who who um, wasn't following it, the day I think it was the day that Van Bronquist was uh, relieved of his duties was actually the day that I think the the talk conversation. Well, we're going to a slightly dry it. start to the World Cup break was going to be those Kenny McLean links, which is why um, it's no, more notable for us when it comes up. Um, obviously, on a, on a realistic point, it obviously fits into home homegrown player, someone who. Has had a you know a very uh, good career playing in, in the Premier League, but is is signing a, a a midfielder of that age, the transfer business that people will be anticipating next summer, um, maybe not, but I'm sure you know. I still th- tend to think of thirty as as the kind of downward hill for players, um, but 
that's not really the case anymore, isn't it? Prime no. example being someone like Stephen Davis who came back. Was he 36 or when he came back to Ibrox the second time around? 37? Was, yeah. I think. And I remember that game against... 35, um, maybe? 34, 35. 35. Let us know in the comments if you can remember. But yeah, uh, I remember the game against St Mirren, 4-0 game, where Davis played slightly higher up the park. And it was when Gerard, I think he was trying to kind of split strikers in his first season, which eventually they, they went to at the end of his third season. And you just thought Davis, you were, you were thinking, is he going to... You know, managed to, to do it again at Ibrox because on that day in that position he just didn't look quite as quite as good. And then you see him obviously in that title winning season with uh, how good he was at the base of, of of midfield. John there saying he was he was thirty four. Yes, thanks, John. Um, but I think there'll be more exciting transfer rumors there. Put it that way. Um, also, there is a reality that Rangers need homegrown players, and sometimes I guess that as well came into the John Suter signing, which is something that was alluded to at the AGM. Yeah, uh, Stephen Gillespie says uh, if he's on a, a low wage and uh, Alan says uh, could he be Arfield's uh, replacement? Listen, if he's on a low wage uh, and he's itching to get up the road uh, and be part of a squad, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to uh, Kenny McLean coming to Ibrox. Uh, I've got to say, uh, I don't think you'd be a first choice in any way, shape or form, but I think he's a, a decent player and would do a job. Uh, John Dooley gets in touch. Hi, John. Uh, good morning, Derek and Joshua. Sorry, late to the party. Just back from getting the butcher meeting wow. uh, for Christmas. What have you got, John? Uh, is it a big turkey this year? Uh, <laughs> we're doing Beef Wellington, Joshua, in our house. Uh, what wow. are you doing? I don't know. I've not asked my mum because uh, we're going back to my parents. But um... yeah. We did last, last, uh, we did, um, I think we did one of the, it was like different birds, like the duck and the yep. three bird thing you can buy at the supermarket. Yeah. Not, not three separate things. <laughs> that would be, that would be a bit adventurous, <laughs> but I'm not actually that much of a fan of turkey and I'm not convinced that many people are. No, no I think know, it's a Christmas thing. I like thing Beef Wellington. That's a, that's a good, uh, yeah. good option. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, turkey is certainly a, a Christmas thing, isn't it? Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's if you have a decent sauce to go along with it, then I think it can be yeah. okay, but it can be a bit dry. But uh, let us know in the comments, folks, what are you having uh, for Christmas as this uh, conversation takes a, a slight turn? Um, listen, there's a few things on the website I wanted to talk about, Joshua. Uh, you've done a couple of analysis pieces on there. Um, firstly, Antonio Cholak um, and if the Croatian both th uh, thrive in this uh, Michael Beale system. There, there is a bit of debate around that and yeah. uh, whether he's a Michael Beale type of player. Um, I, I tend to think he will get an opportunity and I think he will do well under uh, under Michael Beale. Would you go along with that? Yeah, well, we, we've kind of done a few of these, Derek, over the last few days and obviously you can uh, read these at, uh, on the website. Uh, I'd point everyone as well in the direction. I'm going to put it in the comment section in a minute. Uh, Martin Ramsey, who is... Um, an author obviously does stuff with heart and hand as well. Podcaster over there has written a, a brilliant piece um, looking at a number of different things. But I guess that the main topic of conversation is the the Rangers managerial role and drawing on some historical accounts as as Martin likes to do. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend that to everyone. Um, Cholak, you're right. It, it, on the surface, it seems to be simple. Here's a player who scored eleven goals and fourteen starts. Um, as if you count in substitute the times he's come off in games, that's 11 goals in just over 12 minutes. Overperformed his expected goals by a considerable margin. And you think, well, he's going to get more chances under Beal. He's going to be playing closer together um, to, to his uh, attackers uh, uh, playing under Beal. And, and you think that the team will play better, generate uh, more chances. But then, as you say, Derek, the conversation then turns to, well, will he do enough outside the box? Um, does Beal need a forward who's going to drop in like a Fred Morales did last time round? And 
and uh, and overload the midfield because you know that obviously gives defences a problem. Do they drop with them and, and leave a space in the defence, or do they not drop with them and, and leave a three man in midfield? But one of the comments, one of the many comments that Beals made, obviously in the, in the first couple of weeks, was speaking about the fact that effectively he's not just going to come and rehash the plan he had a couple of years ago. He's, he's we've spoken about the variety and his new ideas and, and what that could mean, maybe a bit more fluidity within his system, but also saying it's about this group now and. I'm sure he'll come in and he'll see the Cholak goal return, which is something that he didn't really have last time he was around. He was here as a coach at Ibrox. Yes, he had it with with Defoe, but um, obviously Defoe was coming towards the end of his career um, and probably couldn't play as regularly as Cholak. And I think he'll look at a way of trying to harness that. I do think he might try and play Cholak and Morelos together at points. Uh, it's whether Morelos can can get it together for a sustained amount of time. Um, but equally, there, there's there's kind of numbers in there, and it's free to read this piece because it's a newsletter that that kind of compare his contribution to Morel's and and in open play, and and it's just an interesting conversation because of the stylistic uh, differences. But I, I tend to agree with you, Derek. I think when you've got that good a goal return, and it's not as if Cholak can't contribute outside the box. I don't think he's as comfortable doing it, but I think he's much better now than. He was at the start of the season when I think you could see his confidence was slightly affected by Livingston away at the opening day of the season. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll uh, certainly be someone that Beale looks at and thinks, OK, he might not have these attributes that I'd like in a striker, but he does have a, a really important thing that is really hard to come by and Rangers actually got for quite cheap this summer, which is uh, a, a goal guarantee, um, especially when he's not had the best uh, you know, opportunity of chances to work with in the opening part of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the comments come in here. <laughs> well, this one uh, tickled me from Willie Stewart. He says, uh, you guys are wimps. In the old days, us Rangers, Daz and Judd enjoyed much colder temperatures and we had ice on the inside of our windows. Uh, absolutely, Willie. Um, and the comment here from uh, World's Greatest DJ, any chance of Roof being involved on Thursday night, Willie? Wasn't it the weekend? I, would, uh, I-, I can't imagine he will be, Josh. I'm sure he'll be asked. Um, we'll make sure we ask Michael Beale about an injury situation uh, today. Uh, yeah. I can't see him being involved, can you? No, I, I, I'd be surprised. I mean, Beale obviously said, don't expect to, uh, don't read too much into the start of yeah. Sunday 11 on uh, Saturday, but I don't think it'll be too far from the team that started. Maybe Matondo not playing <clears throat> in there. Um, I'd like to see Lowry. I don't think he will, but I'd like to see Lowry start, especially in that free role alongside Kent and Tillman. I think behind the central striker like uh, Cholak, who you know is going to get your goals, to have a creative three of Lowry, Tillman, and, and Kent able to play in field because the fullbacks are going high. That's uh, that's an exciting trio, but uh, I, I don't think he'll he'll or maybe he will maybe he'll surprise us on maybe he will start. But I thought he'd play a little bit more at the weekend if if that was going to be yeah. the case. Yeah, um, let's get to a few more of the, the comments coming in. Uh, this is an interesting one from Ian Muir, gets in touch. Uh, how about uh, Rangers checking out Harry Souter, John's brother, who had just had an amazing World Cup for Australia. Um, yes, he did have a, a good World Cup, Ian. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I have seen him uh, a couple of times for, for Stoke City, uh, and he was a, a decent player. He's absolutely enormous. I'll, I'll, put, I'll yeah. put it, he's, he's about eight foot tall, but um, listen, I think he's, he, he's a decent player, Joshua. What, what do you make of Harry Souter? Yeah, obviously, as we've discussed before, I think Rangers should theoretically have their two starting centre-backs if they can get Ben Davies fit over a consistent period of time. Yeah. But uh, Harry Suter, what, he was, I mean, he was one of the standouts in that World Cup for uh, the first until Australia got knocked out. And when yeah. on the topic of that, Messi last night, that was up. It's going to happen, isn't it? It has to happen now. I just thought when he, when he put in that performance last night, 
yeah, surely he's going to win it. I, I secretly hope Morocco win it. I just, I just, I just find yeah. I just want them to. I just want them to win because nobody would have predicted that at the start, would they? Uh, Morocco, but uh, they've got a big game, of course, today against, against France. But you're right, Josh. I think uh, it's almost written in the stars that Messi is going to um, guide this Argentina team to the to, to the World Cup, isn't he? Um, and you often he see to. it. He has to, and to go out like that, <laughs> he's just so good. You see that that third goal last night. And, yeah, and he's 30, 35. You compare him to Ronaldo, who. Is, is not the player that he was and Messi still in those moments just looks as good as he ever has done. So, okay. Sorry for the, the, the ad-lib but I'm sure people won't mind talking about that. Yeah and I'm sure uh, Borna would have uh, put him into Rosette uh, if he was playing. Um, so there that's 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 on the Croatian manager uh, that that decision but uh, there's a question coming in about Borna actually from Sonny Boy. Uh, will Borna be involved if he's due to return today? I, now I know he, he didn't play, but I would. I think that's highly unlikely, Joshua, that they would feature tomorrow night. I may be wrong. Third uh, place play. playoff as well, Derek. Because is that not? Oh, right weekend? enough. Yeah, I forgot. Totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he's involved in that at the weekend on Saturday, so uh, that's a negative. He won't be back um, for the match against Hibs. Uh, and for me, Joshua, I wrote a piece on the website. I think Adam Devine yeah. is more than able. Uh, to occupy that role until uh, Borna gets back, or in fact, until uh, Ridvan uh, gets back fit again. Um, I think I think Rangers have got a very good young player on their hands in Adam Devine. Yeah, um, Beal spoke at the weekend about Devine possessing kind of the attributes that he needs to step up to, to men's football. Um, he's, he's quite athletic. I think he times his runs really well, um, which is something we saw earlier in the season. I think it was Queen of the South uh, in, in the League Cup. Um, and he's not left-footed. He's not the most comfortable on his, on his left foot. Um, but uh, Beal said that sometimes allows you to play inside the pitch a bit more. Again, I think I think we touched on that. It might not always be a, a positive, um, but he didn't look at all kind of out of place. And again, it's a friendly, but he was up against Diaby, who is you know yeah. not a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I think it'll be him, Derek, and I think it'll be him until um, you know either Ridvan or Borna is, is ready to play and not they're perhaps not just rush back in. Uh, that said. Divine going again away to Pitodri and uh, Ross County over a busy festive period. It's a, it's a difficult time to be thrown in, so you'd imagine that the, imagine that the, the manager sorry, would have uh, you know a fair amount of confidence in him to do that. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, let's get to some more of the comments coming in here. Jim McCarroll, good friend of the show, says, uh, good morning, lads. Sorry, I'm late tuning in. Wife very slow in sorting breakfast today. Uh, blame wow. the freezing weather. Pretty poor excuse, I thought. Uh, uh, me too, Jim. Um, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Not uh, what what you having today, Jim? Uh, what's on, what's on the menu? Uh, breakfast wise for you uh, in the morning, Joshua. What what's your go to? I don't know. I don't I actually don't normally have breakfast. Wow. Yeah, well, I normally have something at about half eleven, twelve. So I tend to have a coffee. And then I have a very boring breakfast of, um, which I'm not of, of like I, I like yogurt with like a fruit yeah. bowl. I like that. I don't know about okay. the twelve. What about you? You're a breakfast man, aren't you? Um, yeah. I can't eat that time in the morning. It just makes me feel ill. What? Uh, what nine? Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What would you have? Well, add uh, porridge and a banana this morning. Um, that will keep me going for the next uh, little while, and then uh, we'll look at having. Uh, uh, a second breakfast, perhaps maybe a brunch uh, uh, when you start eating. Jim McCarroll gets in touch again. He says it fried eggs, bacon, and mushrooms. Mushroom. Living well. Living well. 
I wouldn't mind getting cooked that every day, but no, nah, I can't, can't, can't eat that time in the morning, Derek. So yeah, for um, Caroline agrees with you, Joshua. She says she's not a breakfast it. person either. Uh, Bob says uh, typical posh breakfast for West End. Uh, uh, Josh, plenty of options, right? Enough over that that neck of the woods. Not too expensive, uh, too expensive for me, Bob. That's uh, <laughs> normally it's normally it's uh, taking it into Rangers Review HQ and putting it in the fridge. But uh, today, obviously, with the press conference, that will be uh, working at home until then. Yeah, and, and just a reminder, folks, that press conference this afternoon, just after one o'clock, where uh, we'll speak to both the manager uh, and whatever player is put off to put up to stop, talk about uh, tomorrow's match against Hibs. Of course, Rangers uh, back in action at Ibrox. Uh, before we go, uh, just uh, yeah. direct you to another great article on the website this morning from Martin Ramsey. Um, get yourself a, a coffee or a tea and, and kick back and read this, folks. It's absolutely sensational. Uh, it talks about Michael Beale uh, taking over at Rangers uh, and how he's could embark on the, the upon the legendary uh, Ibrox bosses uh, Walter Smith and Graham Sunnis, who set the standard before him. Uh, I read it this morning. It's uh, absolutely superb. Josh has put the link in the description uh, 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 box as well so uh, go and have a read if, if you have time uh, this morning it really is a fantastic read um, and I'll just touch on this question from Gallant yeah. Pioneer before we go as Bale, as Bale gave us a time scale for Lawrence again I think we'll, we'll, we'll try and, we'll try and uh, press on these issues uh, this afternoon in terms of time scale there's so many players out at the moment uh, Yanis Hadji is another one Joshua that uh, I think uh, we've seen him on the grass he, he's, he's, he's not I don't think he's, he's close to a return in terms of game time uh, in the foreseeable future, but um, he's certainly getting closer to uh, getting linking up again with the squad, isn't he? Yeah, but again, when you've been out for almost yeah. a year, like Hadji, you'd imagine it'll take a long time to, for him to get back up to speed. Um, but um, yeah, we um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, Derek, we need to go because I'm just seeing that we're getting a call here, which I presume is from the boss man. I could be wrong. I don't know if you're getting that on your screen. But anyway, we um yeah, we'll be back. Obviously, when we'll be back? Not today. I'm gonna to be at the press conference. We're gonna have a we'll have the live video from that. Anything else to, to note, Derek? You've plugged the pieces already. No, no, that'll do it for today, folks. Uh, thanks as ever to everyone uh, getting in touch with the programme. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow morning uh, to look ahead to that match against Hibs. Uh, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. <laughs>